Lamarcus Aldridge and him retiring because of the irregular heartbeat. So I mean, one, I mean, a hell of a fucking just career. Salute for sure, man. I mean, he was. I think I think we forget how long he was so dominant in you know Portland for right. It's just. I mean, you even look at when he was those first couple of years when he was in San Antonio with Kawhi. Like they were projected to like they were pushing the uh, the Warriors before uh, who was it Pachulia or whoever it was Kawhi's foot and you know what I mean? and did that. But they they were projected to you know it was looking like they was gonna beat the Warriors. <laughs> You're um, not wrong because they were up like 24 and then that happened. Fucking Zaza Pachulia. That dude, the fact that that man has two rings is comical to me. And then he <laughs> went to Detroit and he probably walked in that locker room like, look at me. I'm a two ring like, right, like, veteran up nope, in here. You still, you trash, bro. <laughs> but yeah, so. <laughs> we, I feel like, bro, like stuff with the NBA. We haven't talked about it in a minute because we've had our guests and then like, I mean, we got into it a little bit last week, but like since then, this tear that Steph Curry has been on has been unbelievable, Going bro. nine, nine straight games mm-hmm. with a 30 piece. He put up that 53. Yep. He put up 42 the other night, made what is it, 11 threes? Yeah, yep. And Kerr was like, no, nah, don't go back in. <laughs> no, exactly. In three quarters. That's fucking nuts, man. And then, like, going he, he was talking about uh, he could break Clay's record, which he probably could if he just put up 11 threes in three quarters. Then I think 15 threes in a he game def- is doable. Yeah, he def could have probably broke the record. But we also got to remember that, like, Clay did that shit. Three quarters as well. Like, like. What had his he put up 60 points in three quarters, bro? Yeah, exactly. 37 in and one then quarter, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah, 37 in a quarter. Like, I was, I just saw this post on Facebook and it asked, like, out of these players, like, who would you be, you know, the most scared of if they got hot? And it has like Harden and Dame and KD and Steph and Kyrie and Clay. And I'm like, it's got to be Clay, don't it? Yeah, offensively, for sure. And it's funny you say that, bro. Like, when you think about just NBA players in general, he might be, like, the most valuable, like, you could put him on any team, and he's not going to disrupt any of your offense. He's not – you know what I mean? Like, he just fits in so perfect anywhere. He's going to D up your best wing player, and he's going to fucking knock down threes. Like, it's – it's and he simple. don't need the ball, bro. Like mm-hmm. he, he not he he put he put up those. What was it? I think he put up those sixty points on nine or eleven, 11 dribbles. dribbles. <laughs> like so, he don't. It ain't like you gotta. He don't right. need the ball like that. You know what I mean? You have to run to play, but he don't need the ball. Right. It's, it's insane. Yeah, man. I was really like a huge LeBron fan when they were playing them. So like, I really didn't like them, but like, I miss watching them. Like, I I want Clay back. I miss like. Yeah. I, hope I can't can, wait like, till he get back. You think they'll be able to return to I that can't. form? <laughs> I think I don't know if they'll be able to get to that spot. Um, it's gonna really, I think, be predicated on how well Wiseman can develop going into next year and mm-hmm. really understand their offensive and defensive concepts. Um, he's been kind of up and down this year, but I think if he can really kind of hone in on that stuff, I think they can they can be very competitive. Definitely. Did he just have surgery, season-ending surgery? Was that him? Yeah, he tore his meniscus. Gotcha. Yeah, man. I mean, like that post I sent you a week or ago, within a week, it was like I, I laughed because it was like that thing. It was like Steph Curry's going through that Kobe phase after his first three rings when he's balling with people like Smush and stuff like that. So it'll be interesting. Like, will Steph have <laughs> Chris like a Mims. Yeah, man. Like, will he have a little drought like that, you think? And then could probably – I mean, because you never know what who's going to end up where. So, it's like five years from now, he's still relatively yeah. young. They could get another star or another, you know, really good player, and he could make another run uh, titles. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he's going through that part right now. I think he's going through that part now because of injuries, Definitely. right? Because the last two years, he's been without Clay, right? And I think he it, – it makes a big difference when you don't have a, another bona fide star – and a scorer on your team. Mm-hmm. So I think, I mean, because you think about last year, they had, they were projected to have the D'Angelo Russell, Steph, and Clay. Yep. Like that trio would have been really nice. Mm-hmm. 
So, and I mean, now they got a little bit more depth with Ubre and Wiggins. So and you add Clay back into that picture, like, I think they can still be super competitive, bro. I agree. And Draymond's been playing much better lately. He is. You're definitely right. He passes the ball really good for his position and how he plays <clears throat> within the offense. Like, he's a good assist man. Like, he's really good at distributing for sure. the ball. It's uh, For sure. With that being said, though, staying on Steph, if they – if he can propel them because they're at the ninth now, if he can get them to that play-in and get them into the playoffs, he's my MVP. No. No? I'm going to not I, I, I said that at it, the bro. beginning of the season, bro, so I have to stick with it. If he can bring them – if because this is that season. That team is terrible, bro. Last year they were the worst team in the league, so – I know he won't I win it. it. Like I like I'm I, like nah. I understand how the journalists vote. Like I don't even think he's even in consideration. But like to me, that that'd be crazy if they can make the playoffs and he keeps dragging them along like that. He's my MVP. Yeah, I mean I can see that, um, but I just don't think he's doing anything. Like when Russ did it and the when the uh, uh, Thunder made it, wasn't it was because he did something historic, right? Steph's not doing anything enough historic for him to be able to get those votes to do that. Yeah. Right now, as things are kind of sitting out, I think it's really just going to come down. It looks like it's going to be Jokic that's going to end up getting this. Um, but Embiid, I think, is kind of making that late kind of season push. So if Embiid continue on the trend that he's been on and the tear that he's been on, um, I think he can kind of pull it back, snatch it back from uh, from Jokic. Nope. Yeah, I mean, I would have to give it to MB just based on, like, it, considering, like you said, he, if he keeps doing this up until the end of the season, they have just a better record, and they were, like, the best, you know, before he got injured, they were the best team in basketball, at least in the East. Um, I don't know where Denver's sitting right now. Are they, like, top four? Denver is, I believe, um, number four in the, in the West. They're, but they're three games behind the Clippers with ten about ten games or so to go, so I don't I don't think they're going to catch the Clippers. Yeah. God, so. We only have 10 games left. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's coming up, man. Well, AD, Fast. I heard uh, he's nearing return. He got cleared to practice, so that'll help. Yep. Um, I, for them, it's like they just, as long as they can get a playoff seed if, and then, like, get healthy, I think, like, they're all right. It doesn't really matter for them as far as, like, getting a top seed. Well, so this is my thing, though. I don't know if it's necessarily about them getting into the playoffs because I don't think if they if they fall down to like that six seed and then they have to play the Clippers in the first round, mm-hmm. like that's a dangerous first round matchup for the Lakers, especially them coming off of the injuries, right? Yep. I think that's a dangerous matchup for them. Um so and then, yeah, I mean, we, I think – I don't know if you saw Mitchell just went down. I think they said he has, like, an ankle sprain. So, who knows how long he's going to be out. Yeah. Um, but I think that could be a, a dangerous situation because they fall down six and a half to the first. Yeah. It's – I mean, for you, so do you think the Clippers are the favorites then still? Yeah, I think that I've been, you know, you and I've been kind of talking about that and saying that like it looks like it's going to be the Clippers coming out of the uh, West, and I'm I think I'm going to stay with that. And just the Lakers coming off of the injuries and really having to get, especially for AD since he's been out for so long, mm-hmm. and they ha- they have to get this thing figured out with Drummond. They haven't, you got to think they haven't played with Drummond. Yeah. Right, so they got to figure out. They got to figure out playing time. They got to figure out defense. They got to figure like they got to figure a lot of that stuff out. They got to figure out how to like Marcus Saul. Like, is Marcus Saul going to start or is Drummond going to start? Like, a lot of that stuff has to get figured out still. Do you think Marcus Saul is going to start over Andre Drummond? I don't think he is, but there may be certain matchups where he may just from a defensive standpoint. Could like, be. He's, I think yeah. he's a better. I think he's a better position, like getting a position defensive player than Drummond is. Okay, that's fair. He's just – and offensively, I mean, he's got, uh, you know, better passing and obviously shooting. Uh, yeah. I, I, I can't see them getting Drummond out of the starting line. It, it, he kind of will fit offensively because he doesn't really do much offensively, so I don't really think that's, like, a big struggle, like, in the incorporation. It's just, like you said, I feel like defensively and then figuring out, like, rotations and just, like, on-the-court chemistry is going to be – yeah, that's going to be mm-hmm. – it's going to be tough. What, what I think it is is because – 
LeBron's game is, especially right now, a lot of his game is predicated on getting to the basket. So more than likely they're going to involve him in like a pick and roll situation. But then like, what do you do with like when you give AD the ball? Yeah, that's a good point. You can't just sit there in a post. Like I know they can probably do some high low stuff with him and drumming, but I mean, AD got to go to, you know, AD's got a mismatch, you know, a lot of times. So even he's got to be able to go to work. So that's where I'm kind of like the spacing part of it is really going to be. And then, you look at the wings for the Lakers lately. They have Wesley Matthews and KCP haven't been doing shit. That's lately, what I was about bro. to say, like, we man. We can be honest. Yeah, Mo. Like that's a, like they lack shooting right now. Like it's it's kind of like three point shooting is, is a factor. And like in today's NBA, you need to be pretty good. Like you know, if you're gonna make a run, so you're definitely right. I was literally just about to say that. It's that, that's kind of the scary thing. They're kind of like looking like an old school team right now. You know, like building big in the center, but. Yeah, their 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 wings are gonna have to start knocking down some shots. Yeah, but I think I mean it will help when Bron comes back because the attention that he draws, right, and the attention that AD draws, and they'll get more open shots. But they have to start hitting them. Definitely, definitely. It'll uh, it'll be very interesting to see how that team yeah gels together and if they can do it quick enough. I didn't even realize we're only ten games out, man. That's and then we got the the play-ins. So who knows, man? Yeah. It, so can we talk about that? Yeah. It's weird. So, so okay. So the play-in situation. So originally, Mark Cuban voted for the play-in situation, but now he's like against it, hmm. right? And I, I, hmm, I don't know where I stand with the play-in situation. To be honest, I um. I don't think that if you don't get into those top eight seeds, I don't, I'm not sure if you deserve a chance. Where I'm at with it to get into to get into the playoffs, like you just didn't. No, I know this season is a little bit different because of all the like the uh, safety protocols and players missing games because of it and stuff like that. I think it's a little bit different, but like you, you just didn't you didn't win enough games to get there. So why are you getting an opportunity to do that? I totally agree with you. And like, maybe if like that was a just this season thing or until COVID's over, like I could understand that, but I assume this is like a permanent thing now, right? I think so. Cause I think it's just a generated thing. But then my thing is, I don't like the fact that it's a one game situation either. Right. Like yeah. it, it, it puts too many, like, cause you could just have one of those games where it's an off night. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And so, and, and I don't think that that makes it fair. And let's so, be honest so in every season, it- in every series you ever seen, a team has one of those, you know what I mean? Like a game where yeah. it's just like they just did not – they went like 20% from the three-point line or something like that. So it's like – Exactly. Yeah, I agree exactly. with you. Exactly. So, like, I think if they're going to do something like that, I think those playing situations maybe need to be like a best of three if they want to do something like that. I think that's mm-hmm. a little bit better so you can really see which team is the best rather than like who's the best in a one-game situation. Like this is not the NCAA tournament. It's the no. NBA, right? So. Yeah. Let's just do their best players one on one to ten. <laughs> All ones. King of the court. <laughs> yeah. King of the court. King of the court. <laughs> no threes, just ones. Everything's inside. Just ones. That's some real <laughs> shit. That's some real shit. Just some gangster shit to get into the playoffs. <laughs> right. Right. Man. So and then so then we got you think about like the, the situation with the Nets. Right. Like first you you know this. LaMarcus Aldridge and him retiring because of the irregular heartbeat. So, I mean, one, I mean, a hell of a fucking just career. Salute for sure, man. I mean, he was, I, th- I think we forget how long he was so dominant in, you know, Portland for, right? It's just. I mean, you even look at when he was, those first couple of years when he was in San Antonio with Kawhi, like they were projected to, like, they were pushing the, uh, the Warriors before uh who was it? Pachulia or whoever it was, somebody's foot in you know Zaza. what I mean? And did that, but they they were projected to, you know, it was looking like they was gonna beat the Warriors. <laughs> You're um, not wrong, because they were up like twenty-four and then that happened. Fucking Zaza Pachulia. That dude, the fact that that man has two rings is comical to me. And then he <laughs> went to Detroit and he probably walked in that locker room like look at me, I'm a two ring like right like, veteran up nope, in here. You still you trash, bro. <laughs> but yeah, so <laughs> like so I mean I, I mean just a hell of a career. I mean to do for a career average what like 19 and 8 like mm-hmm. 
such a uh, all-star yep for sure and such like a uh classic like back to the basket post power forward i love watching that like mm-hmm. old school basketball um hit shots that turnaround jumper that he got mm-hmm. is nasty dog. it was man just anything in the mid range he was wet like it was and then that combo with him and brandon roy like when he was with the blazers like that yep. was a dog ass combo and then him and dame like la was cold yeah, I think he was still there when Dame hit that first uh, shot against Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was crazy. One. Yeah, man, it's a hell of a career. Like you said, it's a that's really unfortunate. I don't know if like now he gets tested and see if like there's you know something really wrong there, or if that was just like a one time scenario that freaked him out and he was like, it's not worth it. But uh, I don't know. Regardless, I just hope he's healthy and uh, enjoys yeah, retirement. Sure. He deserves it. So yeah, I mean, fifteen seasons is a long ass time. It's a long career. Yeah, that really is, man. I wonder if he gets a ring if the if the Nets win it. I feel like you'd have to give it to him. I think that they would. I think they would. I think they he because he played a game and stuff like that. So I still think that you get mm-hmm. a ring or whatever. But um, but it's so it's like okay, without LA on the team, do you think the the Nets still have enough? To win, yeah, man. I mean, like before the season started, I thought when it was just Katie and Kyrie and the, how that team was constructed, I said they should be the favorites to get to the finals out of the East. When they got hard, and I was like, it's oh, like I don't I, this again. Maybe everyone else thinks different. I I just thought it was over after that. I was like, you now have three players that are so elite in every way, and uh Blake Griffin. I mean, like you said, when it happened, I don't know if that really swings the pendulum that much, but like. It helps, you know. I mean, he's a good player, and he looks yeah. like he's playing well again. I think they're the most talented team. Uh, but anything can happen. Yeah, I think I I think that the them picking up LA was much more impactful than Blake because I'd agree. LA's game wasn't predicated on athleticism; it was just predicated on his skill and his ability to shoot. Mm-hmm. And he's a little bit longer than uh, Blake. Um, so I think that helped out a little bit better, like especially with their with their game, because he's granted he's a post player, but he's not like a post player where he's trying to get to the basket. He just wants to get to a spot, hit you with that turn that turnaround jump shot. Yep. Um, so it is it spaces a little bit better. So I like that LA pickup for them better than I like the Blake. But like you said, I think they're just it's it's too much talent on one team. Yeah. And Jeff Green has been balling lately. <clears throat> like man, he's turned back the clock a lot man i remember watching him uh lebron's last year in cleveland thinking like this dude is old man like holy crap that was (laughs) that was three seasons ago like i really like jeff green though he's a good player yeah he is he's a good solid role player i but yeah i still think that they'll come out because i mean they got they pushed the sixers to like the final seconds of that game and Kyrie didn't even finish the game yeah no and harden is what is harden out with uh, it was a it was a hamstring, his hamstring. Okay, I'm sure he'll yeah. be back for playoffs, though, right? I mean, be he'll probably right. be back by next week. I'm sure he'll be probably be back by next week because they said he's only going to be out for like ten games or so. So yeah, he'll be back by next week. I mean, I yeah, I, I I'm, I'm sticking with the Clippers and the Nets. I don't really see I'm anything. Uh, switch. I I think it could something could happen out west because I mean, there's just so many good teams out there. You know, like anything could happen, and who knows. I mean, history shows right now the Clippers were not the same team in the playoffs. Granted, it was a bubble, and, you know, a lot of things were different. So, I mean, I, yeah. I can't just write that off. Who knows? But uh, Paul George has been playing amazing, though. Got his mojo back. Yeah. Dude, like, right? he's been balling. He's right? been balling. Um, so, yeah. And I think a lot of it, he was just saying, like, he just really needed to get his groove back from that in- the injury that he had, right? So, I think now that he's got his he's got his feeling everything back, dude's been on a tear. Okay, it's good for his confidence, especially going to the playoffs. So, regardless of rationale and like what we think, who would you want to make the NBA Finals? Because I want to see like Dame make the like the finals. I think that would be that'd be sweet. Uh, Is there any team out of a fan perspective? I do. I do. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. No, I love to see Phoenix there just to get CP in there. Yeah, real talk. And see book in there, yes. like just to, you know what I mean. Like I think I would love to see that. Um, yeah, and like, yeah, 
I feel like Book on the biggest stage like that too would like go ham. Like it would just do. that's what I'm saying because like he, I feel like Book is like a superstar that like people just don't pay attention to, right? Mm-hmm. But like his game is so fucking nice, bro. It is so good. I mean, like he was so out of Kentucky, right? Like even coming out of the draft, no one really talked about Devin mm-hmm. Booker. He was just like. And then when he had that 70-point game a couple years ago, everyone started, like, taking notice, I feel like. Right, exactly. But then since then, even, like you were just saying, it seems like now everyone's kind of forgotten about Book again. And, like, it's like, dude. And I don't don't understand how that happens, bro. Me neither. Like, how do you sleep on somebody that had a, like, he had, like, he was the 13th pick. Right. I don't that's a lot of mistakes. That's all I can say, man. You, you, bro, like, you missed, missed out on book, bro. And he only 20, what, 24, 25, maybe? Like, yeah, bro, give him five years. He ain't even really hit his prime yet. No, no. He's, he's got a lot of work to do, man. Like, like you know, he's that's it's going to be nice, like, five years from now to see what he is. Because uh, he could be, obviously, like, I think, like, a top five player in the league. Like, he's he's the truth. What do you think about MJ uh, being the presenter for Kobe at the Hall of Fame? I love it. I think it's like it has to be Kobe or it has mm-hmm. to be MJ, right? Like he, yeah. he predicated so much of his game and they had such a, um, a, a kinship with one another. Um, said like I, 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 don't, I don't see any other way that it could have been anybody else. I agree. I think it's five years after you retire that you become eligible, right? Yeah. So the, he retired in 2016. So I don't know if this is like his fourth or fifth year after this year, but I feel like regardless, just after his death, like you have to just like fast track him and get him in there. Like it's uh, yeah. Well, this because it's 2021, so I think it. I think it kind of fall. It falls within there. I mean, he's gonna be first ballot no matter what. But, yeah, he's got to be. Um, but yeah, it, it it's only right for that to happen mm-hmm. for him to do it. Um, and I think it's just going to be very emotional Definitely. Um, because you think about this class that's going in, right? You not only got Kobe, but you got Tim Duncan and you got Kevin Garnett. Some like just not only just generational talents, but just like dudes that just completely transcended the game with all three of them. Yep. Definitely. So, yeah, man, it's, because Dirk and D Wade were a couple years later, right? They still got a couple years to go. They're not in that class. No, not yet, not yet. I think, I think they'll probably be not next year. I think the following year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they went the same year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah I, that's oh man, you're right. That is just such a huge class. I mean, Tim Duncan and Kobe. I saw that post the other day. It was like, you know, these guys, whatever, five chips between the two of them didn't leave their team, and it's just like they were just too iconic players you know that the league has ever seen and it's like tim duncan too is just one that like everyone forgets about it's like dude he is one of the greatest players ever just legacy wise but also like when he was young he was scary like he put in work on people Tim could go like i used to look because i'm such a kg fan like that those games between him and when tim and kg like bro like they used to go at it yeah and it was just I mean, people sleep on like Tim Duncan with the MVPs. There's games he don't put up forty and twenty. Like Tim could get busy. He could, man. That's the thing. He just played so below the rim and without athleticism and flash that people really never, you know, outside of San Antonio, really were like drove to him. But man, he was so good. He was so good, man. I, five championships, mm-hmm. almost six. If Ray Allen doesn't hit that shot, <laughs> like. <laughs> At that point, it's like if he had six rings, I wonder if we'd be talking about him any different because it's just like that is insane, bro. Like, it is. Yeah. Dude, Tim was a beast, even though, like, but I'm my KG's my guy. But man, I think people pretty, I think (sighs) I know Tim gets a lot of accolades just because of the championships, but like KG never had a talent around him like KG did or like Tim did. But Pete, like, I don't think That's, people understand. No, you're right. <laughs> like KG, dog, like. Well, like back different. to what you just said, bro, and I—that that's kind of my thing. And I've heard Kareem say it, and it's one of my favorite like quotes. Is like every career is so circumstantial. It's hard to, first of all, talk about the greatest of all time, but secondly, just to, you know, compare player to player because it's like like you just said, it, it, you can't help 
where you're drafted, who you're coached by, how you know good your organization is, the teammates you got around you, yeah. like that is all huge and true. That I mean, granted, also too, KG kind of like screwed himself a little bit with that, that stupid ass contract that he signed with yeah. Minnesota. Like it made it hard for them to get talent. Definitely. But I was, so I mean, I'm not gonna be mad at him because he got his money. Definitely. Um, but it kind of screwed him a little bit with him them they being able to get. I wish they would have had more years with him and Marbury though. Yeah. Definitely. God, Marbury was pretty good back in those days. Cassell didn't play for them, did he? Mm-hmm. He was. There. That's when they had Spreewell. Yeah. Yeah. Spree. Yeah. Man. That's when they went to the like the Western Conference Finals against the uh, Lakers. Gotcha. Well, in both those good situations, what I'm kind of what I'm talking about, like Tim and Kobe, like it doesn't take away from their greatness at all. But it's like, come on, like you got very fortunate how your careers ended up as far as your organization, your coaches players you had around you you know what i mean like it's like other people aren't that fortunate it's just that simple i mean we look at it kobe was drafted by the hornets yeah right you're not wrong like it could be a completely different situation by that G. is so true bro i mean like he just rattled like yeah it must be nice having Shaq your first couple of years man that's that's like yeah. if they had a squad that lakers team had a squad you had eddie jones you had nick van axel like oh yeah man of course what's his name Mr. Seven Rings. Uh, Robert Ory. Robert Ory. Man, he had some clutch shots, man. But it's crazy that last year you could make the argument they were the most stacked when they lost to the Pistons, man. I mean, I know they were older, but, you know, you had Gary Payton and old Carl Malone. Like, they they always had they always had good teams, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. It's just every career is circumstantial. And that's why, like, I, since the player mm-hmm. movement, I, they say LeBron started it, but, like, I'm in support of it. Like, it's you know, if if an organization can't put pieces around you, like I don't know. Yeah, I have no problem. I have no problem with players taking control over their careers, right? Like more power to you. I agree. I just I I prefer it, and I know we talked about it when it was going on earlier this season, kind of when we first started the pod about James Harden. But like, I think like how LeBron handles it is a class act. Like fulfill your obligation contractually, and then just leave in the off season. I get there's stuff that can happen. That can make you really want out at the time, but like, I don't know. I, I'm not really into like the dragging the team through the mud and like forcing a trade and stuff like that. When it's like you got years left on your contract, that that's like, hey, everything is you know. There's different circumstances, but it usually just rubs me the wrong way when that happens. I mean, I get it, but you know, when I mentioned at that time, like they have a minimal amount of time to maximize their talents as best as possible, and you don't want to waste it especially mm-hmm. at the later part of your career, like Harden mm-hmm. on a and, team where, you know, like we not going to get this shit done. Yeah. Like that Houston team we see now is they're not good. No, definitely not. And like, you know, the argument the players always make, and it's true. And I hear sharp always make it on undisputed, like an organization can trade you at the drop of a hat. So it's like, you know, it's just, it's over and no one has anything to say. So it's like, yeah, it's, but when a player does something, they want to throw their hands up about it. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, we got a pretty big fight tomorrow night. Are you tuning into the Jake Paul Ben Askren fight? No, I'm not gonna watch it. I'll catch the highlights. I'm not about to spend no money to watch that. Yeah, I'm not either. Bro. I'm not either. It's a. Uh... Just let me know when when Paul loses. Like that's how. Oh, I, I hope he does. Like, but if if can you imagine if Ben Askren knocks out Jake Paul, like he's instantly gonna be catapulted like a social media like <laughs> icon like. He's already like, so gained. Everybody be like, "Thank you." Yes, Thank man. You. Yes, he's already gained so much popularity <laughs> since it's happened. Like it's crazy. Like he's I on so he many has. podcasts and stuff, and he seems like a cool guy. Like I like listening to him talk. But like, it is interesting though, like because I've done my research and like watched him in the UFC ring and stuff. Like he's very slow. Like he's a wrestler. Like he likes to shoot for the leg, you know, and take down and stuff. Like he doesn't look like he has a lot of striking ability. Granted, there's you know videos of him now working on the pads, but. I've heard, was it Mike Tyson say, everyone looks like a superstar on the pads. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right. It'll be very interesting to see. But you can't take away the fact that he's a grown man compared to Jake Paul, who's pretty young. Like, so he's got that grown man strength. And he's been in championship fights. Granted, there are UFC fights, your MMA fights. I mean, uh, but like, he's been hit and knows how to take a hit and continue fighting. Right. We've never and seen Jake Paul take any type of adversity. Well, yet. And then we got to be real. Like, you mentioned, like, UFC, what they go, five minutes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In championship rounds, like these are what three, two minutes? 
Yep, what three and three I think it's I eight think rounds. Going. So yeah, and it's a lot more. You know, especially when you see it's a lot more action as far as like the grappling and the red light. Mm-hmm. So he's got to have stamina. He should utilize that, honestly, if we're being honest. Like, he needs to, you know, because you can hold in boxing and you can, you know, you know, like hold. Like, he should utilize that and rough him up when he's got them in the clinches and stuff like that and really try to throw Jake Paul off of his, you know, game plan. Because, like I was just saying, he's had two fights. I don't even like calling them fights. Whatever, like, exhibitions against other YouTubers and then Nate Robinson. Like, he has no real professional experience yet. So, it's like, if you can rattle him and throw him off a little bit, I think that's, like, all it'll take. But I'm like, am I, I'm at a 50 50 with it, bro. I really don't know what's going to happen, though. That's is why it's kind of interesting. I mean, I so. think I'm leaning towards as, and I think I'm at like a 70 30. Okay. That's how I feel. Uh, just because of the professional experience and mm-hmm. everything. Now, granted, I know he isn't a boxer at everything, but like he knows how to, he knows how to throw a punch. I agree. Right. And he's a professional fighter. And I think there's, there's just a level to it. I agree. But here's the thing. <laughs> Because I, I think that's the thing, and that's why Jake Paul is smart in a business way is because he knows that. So, like, if it turns out, excuse me, that Askren can't strike at all and then Jake looks really good and beats him, I feel like the rest of the public, that's going to be like, oh, shit, this is, like, validation. He's actually, like, a good boxer, which is going to drive me right. absolutely insane if that's what happens. <laughs> so, Ben, I need you to pull through, man. Like, just, <laughs> like, oh, man. <laughs> like, do us all a favor, please. Yeah, thank I can't you. Stand this dude, man. That's a uh... please and thank you. Yeah. Well, then we talk about so you talk about that, and we talk about MMA, and we talked about her a couple of times, but like now Clarissa Shields is going to the NBA, NBA or MMA, MMA. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like so now she's going there, which I was like, I sent this to you, like, why is she doing this? Like yeah, I just think most she's dominant female boxer right now. I agree. It's just I think she's cleared out everyone. She's nobody wants to fight, and it's or maybe it's just a pride thing. She's like, I've done this, so now like I want to try to do that, and uh, I don't know. I'm worried about it. I am too, man. Like it's not. It's the same it's, thing as the crossover from like McGregor going to boxing and people being like he's gonna knock off Floyd. It's like these are completely different sports, bro. Like I get their similarities, like, but. Don't get it twisted. There's man. grappling, there's wrestling, leg strikes. Like it's the you ain't just throwing hands. Mm-hmm. She had an interview about it and she made some good points about it. I don't remember off the top of my head about what she, what she was saying, but uh, um, she seems pretty confident in her ability to do that. Like, and uh, she says she's going to utilize her distance a lot and stuff like that, and you know, use her superior striking. But yeah, she's gonna like you were just saying, she's gonna have to do a lot of work with the grappling and uh. You know the wrestling and i that's kind of my thing with even like these new fighters we're talking about like they're not fighter or boxers excuse me, like askrin it's like you can't just do it for a little bit these other people have been doing this their whole life man like it's like they are expert at this like it's a game of inches yeah. they know every little move when they're on the ground you know when right. grappling like it's gonna take you longer than like a year of training to really get in there with these people and make some noise so I agree with you. It's, it's, it can be very worrisome. If I was in her camp, I'd probably be pretty worried as like a fan. I'm excited to see like how it works out for. Yeah. And I assume they're not going to just throw her in there, you know, with championship caliber uh, females right right away. She's definitely not about to jump in there with like Nunez or anything. No, she can't jump in there with the goat, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Nunez would give her those hands. That would actually be very interesting though. Cause Nunez has stopped so many people standing up you know what i mean just so many people was striking so like what if clarissa shields comes in rattles off a couple wins gets to the ufc rattles off a win or two like that would be that would be a dog ass and i think but the thing is is that shields is so she's used to looking for hand strikes mm-hmm. new year's is a pretty solid kicker as well definitely Definitely. You know what I mean? So you have to worry about like those leg fakes, those leg kicks, like that's shit you got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, 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 I totally agree with you, man. It's a completely different sport and she's going to have to do a lot of training if she wants to be elite there, because like anyone she fights at the championship level, I don't think we'll let her get away with just being a good striker, you know? So, yeah, that's it is what yeah. it is, man. So anyway, you ready for this Joshua and Fury? Oh, man. So I guess this Sunday, um, all the final offers come in. If I had to guess, according to like what all the experts are saying, it's probably going to be in the Middle East, like Saudi Arabia or something like that. 
But uh, okay. I wanted to read something, actually. I saw David Hay. He's an old English. Uh, he's from England. He was a heavyweight champ at one point. He had an interesting take because I don't think anyone's saying this. This is what he said. He goes, Joshua will win the fight. His loss against Ruiz taught him a valuable lesson about complacency and believing in your own hype. I think Fury is flying so high after his victory in Las Vegas over Wilder and believes he's unbeatable. For good reason, if I were him, I'd think so too. Joshua has tasted defeat and will have a different mindset. And I was sitting there and I was like, you know, that's that's a pretty good point, man. Like, I, Fury's a really tough motherfucker. Like, he's definitely experienced adversity. It's not like he's just rolled through people, but like, We've seen after he beat Klitschko, him balloon up, you know, and just like not take it serious. And he ended up just retiring for a little while, you know, going on like a drug binge. He's this is I think the Wilder win was bigger than the Klitschko. I mean, like people thought Wilder was the scariest dude in boxing and he just walked him down and knocked him out, just bullied him. So it's like, yeah. And like he like Hay said, you know, because Fury hasn't been beaten, Joshua now has tasted that and had to come back from that. So, like, that's a good factor. I don't know if that sways my opinion, but like that, that's it's a very interesting point. Um, well, my thing is this though, like him doing all of this, what like does that is that going to diminish his skill set? No, I don't think so. I think he just means that he's riding so high off the victory. Like, is he not going to put in the train? Like, is he going to put in the work? Not going to put in the work. Like, yeah, I, I get that, but I'm just like, it, I'm still just looking at the skill that he has, right, and his ability to evade punches. Like, because I I don't see Fury as a, as like a power puncher, mm. right? But he's very he's got he's got accuracy with his punches. Mm-hmm. And he, for him to be a big guy, he's really damn quick with his hands. He's very much just like a Ali or a Floyd, but bigger. You know what I mean? He's yeah. very much like yeah. he's just counter puncher, good boxer. He doesn't have really huge knockout power. He can knock you out, but like, yeah, you know, he's a good but it's not, boxer. Right. And so I think just that skill alone, I think, gives him that advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he just got to sharpen that skill because it's not like he has like he just needs to be in. I think for him, like just okay shape. He's never gonna be some ripped dude like Joshua, no, no. right? Like that's, that's just—it's not his body type. That's kind of what right? I love about him too. He comes in there, he's got that little gut, and like he just like gives you work, bro, with that head movement and that like herky jerky. Like, <laughs> oh man, he's so fun to watch. Like his unorthodox punches is so unorthodox, but he he just masters it. No, and yeah. it's so hard to you know to plan for. Definitely. I, they're really, I don't know how you can, like, you got to think you're in training camp, right? However long, couple months, who, who are you bringing in as a sparring partner? That's going to replicate what Fury's going to do to you on fight night. That part. Like what I, you know, I that mean, part. I, I'm sure a lot of the elite fighters, you could say the same thing, but it's like with a lot, I mean, you look at like maybe Fury training for Wilder. I'm going to bring in a bigger guy that can hit hard, you know, more lengthy, like there's not really anyone like Fury. First of all, he's like six nine. Who are you finding that's that big? Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like and that fast. Like they would also be a champ not, if you found that person to spark. That part. With. So it's like, that part. That part. Man. So that's a good point, man. You kind of just talk it, right into thinking like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it, I think it's just the it's that like like I said like. Even him taking the time off, like it just those diminish. I don't see how much how much is his skills going to diminish to where it's going to really affect how he. I don't know. I'm just I'm excited for it. I'm not. I am too. And we're going to get two of them. Yep, two have been. Yeah, that was in the agreement. So so, I'm excited. It'll be it'll be awesome. And like on Joshua's end, obviously he's built like a Greek guy. Like he's just cut up, like right, and he's huge. He's got. A lot of experience himself, man. He's a you know Olympic gold medalist, and he's been in some dog fights, bro. That him and Klitschko's fight was unreal. Like he got up off yeah. the canvas and then knocked Klitschko out, and it was like okay, like he has heart. Like we we've yeah. seen now, like he gets hit and he's not. Some fighters get hit and it's just a different, you know what I mean? Like, You're right. Like Broner, right. like when Broner got hit for the first <laughs> time, it was like he was gone. Joshua can fight, and yeah. all of his wins except his last one against Ruiz, and I think. Joseph Parker, those are the only two wins he hasn't won by stoppage. So he is a power puncher. So it's going to be very interesting to see, you know, the dynamic of that. He's also yeah. a good boxer. So it's, uh, he's, he's a very technically sound fighter, even though I think Fury's better. Like, 
man, Josh he's not. Was he's great. not Wilder. No. He's not Wilder. No. But I think that's what kind of made the fight with Wilder's because you know at any point Wilder can catch you with that punch and lay you out. And I don't know, does Joshua have a weapon like that, that no. where he can catch Fury? And so that, that's another thing I think kind of falls into it. Like Fury had to be on the on the lookout because he know that right hand was going to come at one point and it was going to catch him and it did. Right, exactly. Right? And that's what's so if- genius, man, is the fact that like that second fight, so he went through the first fight, right, thinking like he was, you know, new to boxing and he had returned but it was like i'm gonna try to outbox him for 12 rounds and he almost did he got like yeah. you know maybe 10 rounds he got caught close. twice though damn close the first one wasn't direct and that second one was right on the button and i don't know how the fuck he got up that was what i was about to say man it's like when you get caught like that it's not your choice whether you get knocked out or not that's just the reaction that your body's gonna have and he got lucky that he didn't you know get the lights turned out and he got up so that second fight, he was genius in knowing, like, I'm not going to try to box this guy for 12 rounds and avoid that. Like, I'm going to go at him because he's bad off his back feet and he's not a good boxer. In this case, though, Joshua doesn't have that same power, but he's got a lot of boxing skill. So I think we're going to yeah. see a lot of action. Wilder's action in his fights are a split second. It's pretty boring until he gets that knockout. Like, you know, a right. lot of the times Wilder's just standing there. He's a horrible mm-hmm. counter puncher. So people are hitting him and he's trying to throw back and he's missing, but like he catches you that one time. And it, yep. then that's when it's exciting. Yep. Joshua and Fury, both elite boxers. So I think the whole fight is going to be really fun to watch. It's going to be pretty action packed. Yeah. So yeah, I can't wait. Can't yeah, wait. Man. And no one's afraid of that one punch power between the two of them. Like it's not going to be like, there's a great eraser that just cleans right. someone's clock. So right. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great, man. All right. So I'm excited about this NFL talk shit because I've got my whole list out. Like I roll all I roll all these fucking positions down <laughs> and got my top three. So I'm ready for this, bro. All right. I'm man. ready for this. Let's go. OK, so we might as well start with quarterback since that's the hottest topic. What are, like what's what are you ranking them? So my top three, I have Mahomes, Rogers and Watson. OK. I mean, that that's where I'm at, too. Um, I, I, it's hard to really, who do you put Mahomes and Rogers for sure? I guess you could argue like Russ or someone like that over Watson, but like, I, I, or maybe what's his name you, from the, the bills. He's not there yet. Oh yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah. I Josh don't think Allen, he's there yet. He'll get there, bro. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he's quite there yet, but like, you think about it with Watson, like he did it this year, but not really the talent around him. Yeah. And he had a hell of a fucking season. Oh, he's so good, and, man. Yeah. So I think right now, it, but I do think there's going to be some guys that are going to come. Like, Definitely. give about two, like two to three more years. And like, Justin Herbert is going to yep. come. Like, he yep. is nice. I agree with you. Okay, wait. So let's do this then. So you gave me that. What? So who are your top three quarterbacks in the draft then? Um, I would go Lawrence, Fields, and I like Mac Jones. I think I think he's just a better. Uh, I think he's a really good uh, deep ball thrower. He's very mm-hmm. accurate. Um, so that that would be my three. I'm not really sold on Wilson yet. Yeah, I don't know much about Wilson, but I I think Trey Lance, bro, might have like a Josh nice. Allen. That's what I'm thinking. Like, no one's talking about him really. He might just come out of nowhere and like have like a Josh Allen season or two, where it's like, wow, like this yeah. dude's really good. How did everyone sleep yeah. on him? Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm right there with the quarterback. I'm gonna switch Russ out for Deshaun, but like they're those two remind me so much of each other. They're like they're, they're very like carbon copy, you know. Yeah, I just. Russ has just won a Super Bowl and he's got more experience. That's probably why I've got him there. But uh, yeah, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. All right, I'm gonna start off the running backs. Go ahead. I'm biased, but Kamara's my number one running back, and then I'm going <laughs> Derrick Henry, <laughs> Delvin Cook. Same three, but I went Henry Cook and then Kamara. Okay, that's fair. I mean, like that's the thing. Like that's a toss up between those three. You can really just yeah, yeah. It's really hard to argue with Henry right now, though, bro. I mean, like fucking peace. The thing is, though, it's like in, in football, such a team oriented sport, but like they've been shut down in the playoffs. It's not necessarily all his fault, but like he has looked yeah. mortal in the playoffs. So yeah. It'll be but you know who's coming? Who's coming for that top three? Chubb. I yeah, definitely top five. I totally agree with you, man. He is like, he reminds me of like a pound coming. for pound boxer. He's just like a pound for pound running back. Just everything that He's he coming. does is unbelievable. He's coming. For sure. He's coming. All right. Give me your wideouts then. 
Um, I got Devontae, I got Hop, and I got Julio. Ooh, see, I, I'm going to put Devontae at the top right now, too, just based on how he played last season. Hop, I'm going to have in there, too. Julio, historically, yes, but I don't know. After this season, I'm just like, is his age catching up with him and the injuries and stuff like that? It's uh, That's fair. <laughs> so you Again. got Higgs? Uh, yeah, I can't say Michael Thomas just because I know he was injured, but after the season he just had, there's there's no yeah. really. I, I mean, I mean, and I, I forgot about Mike Thomas, but I think, yeah, like after the season and everything, yeah. Man, a season tough. ago I would have had Mike Thomas there easily, but we'll see yeah. next season when he's healthy. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We can and do tight ends, right? Got, and got your boy throwing up the ball. Let's go. Man. Maybe we can draft up and get a quarterback or something like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> get a little competition in that backfield. Come right? on. Don't do your boy James like that, man. <laughs> Whatever. He, he can sling right. it, though. He can sling it, though. So as long as he, he can, can make good decisions, maybe it'll be a benefit That's for That's all Thomas, it comes so. down to. He's just got to just gotta read the defense. I think he'll be all right. All right. All right so I, there's no – I mean, I'm guarantee- we're, who's better than Travis Kelsey? Like, that's easily right. the best, right? But, like, after mm-hmm. that – the pickings get kind of slim there. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's very like after that, it's who are the other superstar tight ends? George Kittle, I put in there, but he's injured or was injured. Yeah, Zach Ertz has fallen off. I'd put Hawkinson in there, bro. He'd be my third. So I got Kelsey and Kittle for sure. And then I had a three-way tie for a third. Okay. Uh, Waller from oh. the Raiders, Mark Andrews Waller's in there from the Raiden, well, from the Ravens. And then mm-hmm. I got, I got Hawkinson as well. Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, I'm going Travis Kelsey, Waller, and then I'm Hawkinson. That's God. Waller is a beast, bro. He's you know he's young, so look yeah. out. It's but in, there's some other ones in there. I mean, because you got Noah Fan out in Denver. He just they didn't. He need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely yeah. Like I said, Andrews yeah. is pretty good. So I don't yeah. know. It'll uh, it'll be interesting to see this year when Kittle comes back if he can retain his form and what Kyle Pitts is gonna do. You know, so. Yes. Gonna be nice. All right. So I don't know if you went this far, but I did put O line. Oh man. Okay. Give me your O line. All right. So I got Quentin Nelson. I got Bakhtiari, and then I got Trent Williams. I was about to say Trent Williams is probably my number one. Bakhtiari's definitely in there. Who's the first guy you said? Quentin Nelson. Who's from he the for? Colts? Okay. See, I don't even know who that is, but I mean, I'm assuming he's- no, he. By far, if he's not the best offensive lineman in the league, like I don't know who I, he is. The the Browns left tackle is really good. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm gonna look up Quentin Nelson. And then uh, I really like the Saints tackles, man. Tron Armstead and Ryan Ramchek, they're very good as well. I don't know if you consider them as like you know up there at the best, but uh, um, yeah, I, I man, Trent Williams though, I I, I think he's. Um, who, wait, who's the new guy coming in the draft? Oh, Penay Sewell. I'm going to be interested to see because like linemen, even though players are bigger and stuff like that, I feel like they usually transition pretty well in the NFL. If they're really good in college, like it's, just oh, for like, sure. It's, you know, it's just a for body. sure. So it's for it's, sure. Yeah, so for sure. Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to make an immediate impact wherever that dude ends up. Oh, easily. That's why I'm surprised. Like somebody like, especially with these mock drafts, they got him going like fifth and sixth. Like he needs to be, if he's not top three, I don't like there's something wrong for sure. Um, who you got on the D line? Oh Jesus, man! Um, you gotta have go Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. Oh, uh, bro, I, I'm probably gonna say like Shaq Barrett or JPP, one of those two from the but the way, especially in the playoffs, how at will they just got to them. Like, but it, isn't like, I thought Barrett is a linebacker though. You're right. See, those guys, I don't know JPP's alignment, but Barrett, yeah, some of those dudes like Terrell Suggs used to be. Like, they were considered linebackers, but they always played up on the line. So, it's like – That's I fair. I don't know if he's not so, considered that. Who you got? So, I got one of your boys on here, too. I'm surprised you didn't put him on here. I'm really mm-hmm. surprised. But I got Donald. I got Miles Garrett. And then I got a two-way tie between uh, Hendrickson, your guy, from New Orleans. He's nice. And then I got Zadarius Smith. Okay. Smith's nice. I honestly, that just came to my head when I was thinking of it just because of how many sacks he had this season. The only reason I didn't put Trey in there was because he's so young. Like, I don't like, I don't know if that was just like a really he good season nuts. and I can't, he did go nuts though, bro. Like he, he, he outplayed Cam Jordan big time. Who's like clearly considered like the Saints best D lineman. So yeah, yeah but I don't he, know, man. Yeah. 
All right. All right. Well, so my linebackers, I mean, I feel like you got to have White in there. I got Barrett, and then I got another three-way tie for third. I got Dupuis White. Got I got I got Bud Dupree, and then I got Devin Bush. Yeah. Dev, I mean, I'm going to have to go Dupree. <sighs> Who's the other one? Not Devon. Is it White, White for the Bucks? Devin White. He he's probably my number one, even though he's not as big. Just like the secondary, the just his passing his, coverage is, and he's all yeah, over his the coverage field. is insane. He's his all over the field. I mean, he just runs from sideline to sideline, just making tackles. It's like holy crap. So yeah, I'm gonna go him, Dupree, and probably Watt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We I don't know if we can do just safeties and corners, but like, give me just secondary. I did. So I just put court. Yeah, I just did secondary. So. I got Ramsey, Gilmore, and then a tie between uh, Xavier and Howard and uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Okay, I don't know about Lattimore, bro. Even though he's my dude, like I use on my Saints, I every Saints defensive player so plays so inconsistent that it's just so hard for me to like put them up there. Um, I like Gilmore, but was he injured last season? Um, maybe not. I don't know. I, I don't think he was. Opt- was he an opt out? He may have been, but I, I didn't. One think of the two. It's one of the two, but I, I, just, I agree though. Skill wise, he's right there. Um, yeah, Xavier Howard to tank. Um, it's hard to argue against Jalen Ramsey too. Is like the best corner. Like how? Like what? Who's better? Did you put Jamal Adams in there? Yeah, he's good. See, the thing is, he was so good for the Jets, and then this season, he, I mean, he's still clearly, you can just tell he's a very elite player, but it's like, maybe it's just because Seattle's D was so bad, it made him look bad. I, I He didn't even come to my mind. Yeah. I mean, he's a good player, though, for sure. But yeah, I'm going to do you, like, him. where you put Matthew, where do you put Harrison Smith? Yeah, I mean, Matthew's one of my favorite players, but again, it's just like, I, I don't know. Yeah. He when he's played in good systems that have worked for him, he's played really well. And then there's other times you've watched him, and it's just seemed like you know individually he's always been great. That's the thing. Again, it's football. It's like it's such a team oriented sport. It's so hard judging people based on wins and performance and stuff like that because it's like that's not really up to yeah. you. So yeah. All right. Yeah. I even went as far as putting kickers. <laughs> okay. Who's your kickers? I got Tuck. Um, I got Blake and Ship, and then I got uh, Young Ho Q. Yeah, Young Ho Q. I mean, I don't know if I consider him the best as far as skill wise, but he was the best this season statistically. Um, so I definitely have him in there. I like Will Watts, obviously, for the Saints, but he kind of have it a fall off season. Uh, you say Tucker? Was that up there? Justin Tuck. Yep. Yeah. He's a beast, man. He's insane. He's probably the best. That, that I, I don't really think you can argue against that. <laughs> Thank you.